Hi, friends. I'm Chandra Sanchez. And I'm Misha Lazera. And you're listening to Bandwives. Chandra. Yeah. Hi, Misha. Good evening. We, good evening. We are here in the midnight hour. And I see that you are drinking a beverage. I am having a resin, our favorite beer uh, in Brooklyn. Tell me more. Tell me about it. How would you describe the tasting notes of this beer? And if you don't mind me breaking into my Italian, I will say bevi burro. Say what? I'm sorry. Bevi puro. Oh, is that beer? Drink. You drink beer. Oh, I do. I drink. I, bevi uh, mucho. <laughs> Malto. Is Malto? Is, I don't know. Mucho. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you mix all the languages that oh you can God. speak together, you communicate much more broadly. I I believe in it. I was I've been uh, like tripling down because I'm still trying to learn very slowly the italian on the duolingo app now i've moved on um but then i'm like okay i'll brush up on my spanish since we have like the super family membership or whatever and then i'm also dabbling in some french very very loosely so i i don't even know what's going on anymore uh but yes the beer is delicious i highly recommend it it is um resin from six point brewery uh it's an ipa a double ipa and it will essentially lay you on your ass if you are not careful. It is not a it is not a boat beverage. It is like a one and done. So um, is it high percentage? <laughs> I'm not much of a beer drinker. So it it's is. A... It's like a I don't know. It's like nine percent or like eight and a half oh, or something yeah. crazy. Um, but I really love the taste of like intense IPAs. I do not like IPAs no. at all. No, can't do it. But I really like. Um, high altitude beer or like the Belgian triple, like a triple. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but I want my beers to be creamy and blonde. Fair. Much like myself. Much like it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything going on in this show right now. <laughs> um, you know, I love like a like a Franziskaner. I I like a like a German beer too. But the older that I get, the more I'm like I needed to have like an impactful, like a like a kick because it is cold, and it is late. And it is resin time. Resin 30. I like the name. Resin, they did a good job. I've got my Shiraz here. And I always like to, after I'm done with my wine, I I do the mineral water in the fancy bottle. So I feel like I'm pouring myself another drink, even if I don't want one. It's like my little old lady trick. I respect that. Spritzer. Pretend spritzer. Yeah, pretend spritzer. Yeah, I love it. So... Anyway, we don't have a lot of time before our very special guest comes on, but I just kind of want to hear what you're juggling this week. Well, so my mom, when she was here a while ago, had tried to repot. I have like in the basement in our little apartment area, I have these two hanging plants over the bed and they're just like cute little, whatever, like Ikea viney things. And they're half dead because they have never been repotted and they are in a dark basement with like one sad light. <laughs> Um, so she 
felt very offended by the state of these plants. And she was like, I'm going to repot these while you're gone. This is my mission. So she did repot them in pots that were essentially the same size, which is fine. <laughs> she ordered them online, so she didn't know. Uh, so I came home and they were downstairs, just like kind of sitting there. So I was like, oh, these are cute. They're very cute. Hung them back up. And I realized after I watered them and they literally overflowed onto the bed, why she hadn't hung them back up. <laughs> so that was a fun little adventure. Um, jazzed up my Thursday. And then, yeah, just like got the haircut for Celine, did all the things. It was like a pretty productive day. What about you? I, you know, I don't know what I did. I, I just wrote, I wrote all day. I was supposed to do a bunch of other stuff. And I ended up finishing a lot, a big chunk of revision. And so I feel good. And I also see that our guest has popped on to the Zoom call. Allie! Hi, guys! How are you? We're good. We're just, uh, we're just talking about our day, having a little beverage. You know, <laughs> where are you? What is this like background happening here? Um, this is in my house. So cute. I love um, it. and we we had like a real real old barn in like the back pasture when we moved here that was gonna collapse, so we just like stripped half of it and just threw it on the on the thing. And by we, I'm I just mean me. So I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it today. I'm gonna go ahead and introduce you because I feel like we're gonna go off the rails real quick. <laughs> Ali Colleen is a country artist, singer, and songwriter who recently released her well-received debut album, Stones. Her music style defines how life shaped her alongside the personal lyrics and transparency in both her vocals and performance. Ali is no stranger to the music industry. A passion for singing and songwriting since a young age has garnered her a reputation of being a notable songwriter with an iconic voice. With more than 351,000 followers on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok combined, which you have to give us TikTok tips somewhere in this. I will do my best. <laughs> I don't have any, but I can make some up. I can make some up. Later. It will believe Good. it. It doesn't matter. She's one of the most powerful and popular female independent label acts, and we are super grateful to have her on the show today. Welcome. How's it going? Um, I feel like we're in a much better state than the last time we saw each other, which was also the first time we saw each other. <laughs> I wouldn't compare the two, but it is a different state. Yes. <laughs> I, I want to hear, I want to hear about your meat cute. It was a meat cute. How you two, it wasn't, while well, you're it falling was. down the hill, I don't it know. Was. Well, yeah. that, that was how it ended for me, uh, falling out of a, out of a, a, <laughs> a transport. We, uh, no, it was so cute. I feel like we were just like little little misplaced creatures you know at this at this wild just event that we got to go to and I was just very lucky to be like a lost puppy that was found and by none other by Miss Chandra so it's like this is best case scenario right here this listen you found me I'm pretty sure my mom called me that night and said how was the event and I go mom I made a friend the <laughs> event was great <laughs> I know Claudio and I were talking about how you were like the best thing to come out of the event we were like oh this is the, this is the best <laughs> no we said the same thing we we're like um 
what would we have talked about if we hadn't met them? Like how we just walked around all day. We just kept placing <laughs> ourselves in different places all day. It's all we did. I smoked like 14 cigars because I was so nervous. I was like, I don't know what else to do. Like I need to do something with my hands. It's either like one more olive oil shot, which you also introduced me to, uh, or. <laughs> those can, we can leave those at oh. that day. You know, that's something that could never happen again was an olive oil it's shot. It's real. Well, Misha and I just got back from Italy and we were really excited because we read a headline well excited maybe it's the wrong word but we were interested <laughs> yeah because starbucks was announcing like olive oil coffee beverages in italy in italy <laughs> yeah all right well i can stay in italy that can be in italy they didn't thing. even have them we didn't even find them so nope. maybe it's a, all a scam we did however find a shop that put olive oil in their wine that's beverages. true Olive oil's got good PR. I feel like it makes it slimy. I feel like that's slimy wine. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't try it. Layered slimy wine. I don't. I'm not. I steer clear. <laughs> are there yeah. people who are into slimy things? Yes. Do you think? Yeah. yeah. Listen. Some the older something you get, the more you realize <laughs> people are into a lot. Yeah, whatever of it shit. is, someone's mm -hmm. into it. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's into it. Yes. yes. I don't think there's anything that anyone's just like flat out. It's like, nope, no one likes that. Someone. There's always a freaking Steve or a Craig that's into it. I'll tell you that right now. Are they always Steve and always. Craig? Mm, most, most of the time. Yeah. That sounds right, actually. Yeah. Misha and I were looking up uh, names the other day because we're working on a project. And it was a project that we needed to Google the douchiest man names for. And it was really interesting because they were pretty spot on. It was Kyle yeah. and uh, mm -hmm. Brad. Sorry, Brad's. Really? Sorry, Brad's of the world. It's always a Josh mm -hmm. or a Kyle for mm -hmm. me. Always a Josh or a Kyle. Top five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was a Gage. Gage was up there. Yeah. I mean, scary. Gage is just... <laughs> run away. No offense. It's, no offense yeah. to the Gages yeah. out no there. Offense. But we're going to run away. Yeah. It's like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault that's, that's your God-given name. <laughs> You know, would you have always been this way if your parents had chosen a different path for you? I don't know. There's no way to know, right? There's That's no the way to know. Should we ask you a question? <laughs> well, we're, I have a question for you. What were you looking up names for? Oh, uh, why did you need to know the douchey? See, we're working on it. We are writers and we both write novels, but we're working on a super secret project. Okay. Should we tell mm -hmm. Allie and edit it out? We can. We can. <laughs> it's a yeah. yeah but there are some there are some bad guys. There's some bad guys in it. And yeah. they need bad names. It's true. I like mm -hmm. that. Very douchey. Nothing like a good douchebag of a villain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's what we're working towards. So well good. I hope it stays that way. Thanks, Allie. Thanks for the yeah. encouragement. All right. Yeah. I think I, I'll ask you the, the first question. If You know, we'll just jump right in. And Chandra's laughing because I'm always the one like, let's do the interviews. Let's keep going. <laughs> it's the Capricorn in me. All right. Okay. All right, Allie, tell us, please, if you would, what are you juggling this week? I, what am I not juggling this week? Maybe that should be the question. Um, I'm juggling, I think I'm really juggling being still. You know, which I think is always the just the wasn't built for it. It's not my thing. Um, but I think I've got personally, I've got a lot of medical stuff where it's just we're going to try this 
route. You know what I mean? And if it doesn't work, more so when it doesn't work, we're going to try this route and we're going to try this route. And just like adjustments and medication between um, just mental health stuff. And then also I have um, a weird kind of, I actually have a weird little autoimmune brain thing. I have narcolepsy, so I fall asleep all the time. Um, it's like a fun party trick. And um, so we're just, and I've been navigating it since I was 17. It's nothing new. I just, so I'm juggling that. And then also, just as you guys kind of joked about earlier, just content, you guys. Just taking on the tick of talks <laughs> and, and all the other realms of hell as as I, as I, as I, <laughs> the realms of hell yes that's what i refer to instagram that was yeah. their other writing don't get me wrong i get the allure but geez i know it's when you have to do it it's like something that could be fun and like spur of the moment becomes like a full-time job yeah and distracting you from the creative work it really is and it's so weird i feel like with my brain i don't know if you guys are like this or not i find myself making content all the time that doesn't even like fit the brand Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really need, I don't need to do get ready with new videos. <laughs> what, where are we going to go together? Where are the we The Grammy going? party where Chandra is going to fall down the hill. Generally, I'm like, check out this pair of sweatpants I've been wearing for the last seven <laughs> days. Watch me wipe my face with like half of a baby wipe that I also wipe the counter with. This is my get ready tip. Yes. Yes. It's perfect. I'm doing clothing hauls all the time with stuff that I just, I just bought. You know what that I mean? Sounds fun. I would watch that. And why would they ever? Why would they ever shout you out or like endorse you if they already know you're gonna buy mm. it? You know. Mm. So I haven't capitalized on any of that. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. And everyone's always like, "We just sing," and I'm like, "Nah, I do that all the time. That's boring. I don't want to do that." Because then you can get like the the adjacent brands, right? You're like, okay, well, if you sold this, then you could probably sell this. Okay, mm -hmm. I'll use that. Try it. I want to see a clothing haul. That sounds fun. I don't I don't even know. I don't know the internet even well enough to know that's a thing, but I want to, now I'm intrigued to be perfectly honest. It's just when you buy a bunch of clothing from something and then you try it all yeah. on. <laughs> sounds fun. You know, I'm sucked in. It's kind of like the adult version of like the kids watching mm -hmm. other kids open toy videos. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. I will say though, I love Halloween. So I usually do like clothing hauls like in October with like costumes. So I will do that. And that's my, so that's a good thing for me because my all my fans know that I'm obsessed with Halloween. So that's a thing. But if it's not October, I don't know what to do. Do you have a costume idea for 2023? Oh, I have so many. I have so many. Um, I'm obsessed with um, like gore special effects makeup. Don't know why. That's a niche that I found in my brain, but I'm... <laughs> love it and um again just like being creative people like we all have so many hobbies and especially when you're making content you let everybody into all of them it feels like I don't do a very good job at like preserving anything <laughs> just for um so I kept that one a secret for a very long time because it was just kind of I don't know I didn't know how like country music fans were gonna take it you know and like um that kind of thing but um 2020 I was just like, I don't, I don't even know what to do content wise. You know what I mean? Like we're at home. We're doing the same thing all the time. So in 2020, I finally let my fan base into kind of that, that niche that I love to do. And it's been awesome. Like they've been so supportive of it. They want me to do it every month, but I also want to protect it because it is something that's really important to me that I want to continue to like mm -hmm. for a long time. But I think this year, I think I'm going to tackle the hormone monstrous from Big Mouth this year. <laughs> I want to be her so bad. Do you have any idea what I'm I talking about? I know the about? show. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I want to be her. Wait. So when you talk, will you say like, are you building your costumes? Or are you making them? Are you That's doing, what I was wondering. is it like full cosplay style? So I don't, I don't build them or make them like thrifting or anything. Um, I will all just like go order the costume. Okay. Um, but I do a lot of like makeup is my Got thing. It. Like I do the makeup. So I'll make, so like with her, I would just get the costume, but I would have to do like a gore version oh, of her. Oh, that's cool. So I'd make it all spooky. Like if she got, like if she got jumped in a parking lot, that's what she's going to look like. It'd be awesome. I love that. Misha's terrified. She's scared right now. I know. I'm <laughs> not a scary person, but I, <laughs> that's okay. I know, but I actually think that's a genius idea and you could probably have a whole TikTok of, they're right. They're probably right that you could do a whole TikTok of doing that all yeah. the time because people, that's really creative. But I don't want to see it. But I follow people that do. I follow people oh, okay. that do, but it takes hours. Yeah. And and so I'm always just like, no, this is something I'm just going to protect that I love to do. So we'll do it in October. We sometimes do it in July or on my birthday just for me. Like we'll do a little birthday day for Allie. So we'll do like, you know, cosplay stuff or something. But um, I tend to really try and stick to like the specific branding on socials. Because otherwise you're right. Like we'll just be making content yeah. out of anything. Yeah. yeah. You have a job to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do love watching people who just are like all over the place on social. Cause sometimes, you know, you see like the, the home person does the house tour and like the, the mm -hmm. fashion person does this and the music person does this. It's like, it's kind of cool to see people just be like well-rounded it like kind of weird, freaky individuals. I love that you say that cause that's how I feel about it. And then I go and look at the, like if you go and like go to your like your profile on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, and there's like just no congruency on the posts. You know what I mean? It just aesthetically, I'm like, this isn't what this is supposed yeah. to look like. I can't I do this. But how often do you guys search people's profiles and look at it? Because I don't no, ever do that. No, I don't know why I'm worried about something. Yeah. The algorithm doesn't want you to do that anymore. No, <laughs> they just don't. Everything is just like feed it out to where it's supposed to go. I remember yeah. when I was like first getting into social really like okay i'm gonna do like influencer stuff and partner up with a management whatever and, th and then they were like well what the hell are you like what is going on here there's like comic books this is a beauty post like i think it's so here cool you are at the zoo this makes there's no a sense. baby yeah, yeah. And i was like well tina i'm sorry that i can't be one-dimensional for you um i love it i think it's I think it's cool. Misha, you don't like spooky stuff. I do not. I, I'm really lucky that my husband also does not because I don't want to see even a commercial, you know, or like, really? no, I don't. I'm a sensitive little baby lamb. <laughs> I love that. I, it's odd. I was, I was the same way for ever um and i still am so i don't like to be scared like as far as i'm concerned i am the scariest thing in the okay. room you guys. That's the <laughs> i like that That's the powerful I don't, yeah i don't want to be scared no absolutely not i'm i'm the scary thing mm. so i love that i watch horror movies the first time on mute with the subtitles on so i can just watch it because the scariest part is the noises you know what i mean oh and i'm obsessed with like special effects and like scening and like how they set everything up so i just put it on mute and put the subtitles on and i just watch it that's really scary though it's very cool the visual part doesn't get me when it does like one of the audio isn't attached to it like it just i think you'd be surprised also like it just it doesn't have the same effect at all especially if you play something else over it like if you got tarzan audio <laughs> going on 
and you're watching some so Phil Collins. So, yeah. 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 You're going to be fine. <sighs> Little Michael Bolton and Hercules. Oh, like, why that's not? That's TikTok. There's the TikTok. Yeah. No, that's not true, though. I'll tell you why. I was on the airplane and someone was watching The Menu next to me, that that creepy new movie. And I am still, I was in the shower thinking about that creepy movie and the creepy scenes. And I don't even know what was going on. So I'm afraid that I can't even, I can't see, I can't hear. I'm like that monkey. I went to see that movie. And as soon as I realized that he was Voldemort, it just wasn't. It wasn't spooky. <laughs> you know what I mean I was like I've seen you without a nose my guy it gets worse you look awesome yeah, you're fine. handsome this is fine okay fair enough it's a good I'm gonna think about that yeah. yeah yeah but that's who it is that's so weird I feel better now I'm yeah. less scared see that see go back yeah. go back Mish. Well, try again try yeah. again never but my um my love for Halloween is always everyone's like just why like just why like why why do you feel this way about it because I'm not a big Christmas person. I don't really care about too many other things. But um, I come from a, like a really, really well-known family. And we just didn't have privacy growing up at all in any kind of way. And Halloween was the only holiday that I could go out in public with my family and like do what everybody else did. And ever since then, I've just been obsessed with just becoming whatever you wanted to be for a day. You know, like I just... Halloween is the coolest thing on the planet. That's that's amazing. So we do Comic-Con every year and there are so many like celebrities there for the same reason, like in cosplay. Isn't that so cool? And they're able to just like walk through the hall with, you know, half a million people. Yeah. Well, even if you kind of like do like a little subpar, like, like a not very good costume, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like you don't want to do the Comic-Con costume where everyone's stopping you all day to take photos. Oh, with you. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if you just do like a, a, a mask, you know what I mean? And you just kind of half-ass it, what a perfect mm -hmm. thing. I think there was a year that Brian Cranston had a panel there and he dressed as himself, like with the full mask. <laughs> <laughs> do you have St. Patrick's Day plans for next week? Well, Claudio's birthday is Sunday. What about you? I don't have any plans. I don't know. I'm, I think I'm actually going to get to ride. I have two horses um, and they are not at our, our barns being or my barns being built right now. So I've got to drive about an hour and a half to ride them. So I don't get to go out there too often. So all oh, that's my only plans for next weekend is just to ride. So I don't know if I have like St. Patty's Day festivities going on, but I'm going to be I'm going to be with Einstein. So it's going to be fine. Is that his name? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. I got Jack and Einstein. One's really smart and one's useless. Know exactly which ones which um and it's they're awesome oh man do you ride yeah. like is it called i don't know dress up like do you dressage? ride like the course or <laughs> dressage course or do you just like go on the fields in the no so i i only do western riding um so i don't do any of the, like the equestrian like jumping or english saddle stuff or anything like that um i just got two quarter horses that are just really good horses um and there's we've just got a lot of land to ride mm -hmm. on either out there at, or if they sometimes he'll just trailer them to me and we'll ride together the guy that um watches them for me and um when he brings them out here we've got um just up the road there's about 700 acres to ride on so you can look for so clovers they, you can look for four leaf clovers yes. on your on the 700 acres with einstein which fun fact i can find anywhere <laughs> oh i don't know if you guys yeah. like that or i have not. a friend i have a friend who can find them everywhere 
Yeah. I love yeah. that about you. That's a good skill. It leads us to our next question. That's true. Look, see Misha, she's here. Thank God for Misha. This would be a 17 hour that? long hangout. Slash I don't want to rush interview. us. I love that fact about you though. I really do. Well, speaking of facts, what's something that <laughs> listeners would be surprised to hear about your life? Um, yeah, but like, like kind of like we touched on earlier, there isn't a lot of things that I just save for me, you know? So a lot of, a lot of the stuff that I do, um, at least my followers that, that kind of follow me closely, um, no, but I think, I think a big thing for me would be just the not cool stuff, you know, like, um, I'm alone all the time. I just am. Um, and I think that that's probably where all my little hobbies come from all the time. Um, I think that maybe the reason behind Halloween hasn't always been that clear to people as to why I do it. Um, I will say though, I am a manic crafter, but I'll only do the craft one time. I never do the same craft over again, ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My most recent one was those rhinestones by numbers. Holy I'm crap, in. You guys. I'm in. Count me in. It's, a, That's amazing. it's amazing. I think I had it in here. It was Mickey Mouse and it's like this big. Can't even see it. And it took me like, I don't know, probably like 47 hours. <laughs> and you stick the rhinestones in place. It's the greatest thing on the planet. Oh my gosh. I'm in. Did I want to do that. Up? Right now I'm embroidering a bumblebee. Oh, um, you're embroidering? I'm embroidering a bumblebee. Oh, wow. He's kind of cute. He looks a little weird, but he's kind of cute. Oh, I like it when they're like a little bit like janky and off, you know? It's like, <laughs> it's like oh, oh, you oh, would love it. I love it. Because it is, yeah. Um, but I think, I don't think it would really just surprise anybody, but just creative stuff. Like I love, I love writing uh, my stories. I hardly don't ever finish a project in the sense of like putting it into like a concise thing for things, but I'm just a really really creative person in that kind of way. And then, I don't know. I think that that's something that I've kind of wondered about too, even just thinking about it is like, is there really anything about what I do in my life that like people don't know about? And is that why I do it? Yeah. You know, like if I wasn't content out of it, would I be doing literally anything that I do? I don't know. Oh, that's like the question of our ages. Like that's like what yeah. the philosophers used to ask about life 2000 years ago. Now it's like, what would we do without content? Who yeah. who knows who we'd be? Right. And now it's like, no, if I didn't, if I wasn't showing anybody or no one was like, hey, good job. I don't know if I would do it. You know? So I think that's been a really big thing for me lately, thinking about with like just how much I share of my life with people. It's a great question. And it is a weird, it's weird. We're all like in a science experiment right now. And I think we're doing our best. And I also yeah. think, and I truly believe in my heart that in like the next five years, we're all going to be like, burn it down, burn it all down. <laughs> Stop <laughs> the internet. Like, I think you're right. I think you're right. And I'm hoping that mm -hmm. you're right yeah. also. I will start, we can start the movement. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I like that. Nothing's forever, especially yeah. not the internet and not social media. Like it's not going to, the things that we think are like, oh, well now that's, you can find it forever. It'll be buried under like two. 2,000 pages of AI written poetry. It's fine. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Oh, no. Also, I just don't think people care either. I don't think they care. The attention span <laughs> is like this big. It's like... Even when people find something incriminating about someone, you know, and it gets on the news, it's like, wow, just something cover just something else yeah. comes, you know, and then it just yeah. keeps happening. Yeah. That Even if you go into the rabbit hole, halfway through the rabbit hole, it's like, there's another rabbit hole that we should be <laughs> Let's go to that under one. that rabbit hole. 
Let's go to that one. So wild. The AI thing is pretty crazy though too. I was thinking today about album artwork that I need for my next single. And one of my thoughts was, I don't want to do any of the things that I need to do to get what I want it to look like. Can I just ask AI to make me an album cover? You know what I mean? Which is very cool, but also like not at all. Yeah. We mm. can't do that. That can't become what all these things are. Absolutely. It's just that can't be a thing. Because part of it is the trial and error. You know what I mean? At the communication uh -huh. between like an artist and like getting it just right. And maybe like the thing that you thought in your head you wanted, now you see this other thing and that becomes like, oh, actually, right. I kind of, I didn't know I wanted that, but now I see it. And there's definitely mm -hmm. like some human error involved. Well, and it's also just necessary. Yeah. Like that, like that human error is, is a hundred percent necessary. I'm not saying yeah. that AI is perfect, right? By any means, or like that it creates a perfect yeah. thing, but it does. Like you said, I think without that journey of creation that you're talking about, it it just you're just gonna have what you started with, opposed totally. to finding something else along the way. You know what I mean? So I think I think you're right. I think it's so weird. It's so weird. I can't even like go think of like really think about it because it freaks me out. No, so I'm starting to think about it. I'm gonna get forget about this interview and be like, but is there ten? There's tension in human art. Is there tension in AI art? What is it? Is there tension when we get? I don't know, but. Oh, you know, you want to talk about the spooky things. There's a whole TikTok account of this woman that asks her AI, which I don't even know what that means. I don't know if it's a program. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's a magical pen. I don't know what it is. But she asked it to draw itself, you guys. Aww. And it's the spookiest thing on the phone. What is it? What is it? It just like conceptualizes a face, but it's a really messed up face. And it's just like, and you can ask these codes or whatever, like what they look like and they will, it will draw for you, whatever it has been programmed. I don't even know enough about That's it wild. to even like conceptualize what is going on. It's just spooky. That is spooky. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you see the headline that's like scientists, AI robot says it wants to be sentient. I'm like, nope, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> click. <laughs> We're good. We're okay. Like, I'm just trying to find a parking lot like parking spot at Trader Joe's and I like don't have time for robots to try to come in and take over our lives. I am just trying to get groceries. Okay. Well, gosh, well, good goodness. All right. So we've covered a lot so far, but maybe we could get some background on three things you are proud of past, present, and future. Um, I am very proud of it kind of sounds morbid in a way, but I am very genuinely proud of it. I'm happy and proud of the happiness that I have maintained, you know? And I think in a lot of interviews and stuff, that's always the question. Like at the end, what is your goal? What is your end goal? Which I always think is such a, a wild question anyway, but it's just to be happy, yep. you know, like to get to do life the way that I do and be blessed enough to get to do just my hobby, my thing for my whole, for my life and for my income and for my well-being and all that stuff and share that with people and continue to be happy. Like, I think that that is something that I'm very proud of up to this moment. And I think we'll just continue to work towards future wise as well, just being happy. Um, I am very proud of the way that I get to use my platform. Um, I get to be a fitness woman who's not a fitness woman. You know what I mean? So I get to be, it'd, be, it'd basically be like if at the Olympics, they had one average person in every event, you know, just kind of stating like, this is what it would look like if any of us tried to do this. I get to kind of do that in a way with fitness for women who just see 
the standard that we're all shown and they just immediately accept there's n- there's no way that's that's not that's never feasible for me i'm not going to do it so i'm not going to do it at all mm-hmm. and i get to find a really common ground with women who have four kids you know and i don't have children but i get to to really maybe help show them what it looks like in the sense of you get to spend this time on yourself mm-hmm. during this time it's not something else to add to your to-do list that you have to do like you don't have to go to the gym today. Hopefully you get, hopefully you get to go to the gym for 20 minutes today, you know, even if you just walk around or whatever you do. So I, I think I'm very proud of, of the way that my platform has, has turned into a really safe space um, for women to be encouraged and to be whatever they are. Um, and I really hope that that continues. And that's something that I've kind of been thinking about in the future. Like that's just something I don't want to lose. I love that. The, the framing of, time spent on yourself as being like a gift instead of like an obligation is so important seek those things out and be relentless and that work for you yeah for you not anybody else just the one the things that work for you the things that work for your body the things that work for your schedule your mental health your goals those kinds of things i think there's something very freeing it's a little disheartening but there's something incredibly freeing when you realize that any any system, whatever you want it to be, whether it's the food pyramid or the education system or traffic, like whatever it is, it's not, it wasn't analyzed or meant or structured for the individual, you know, it's structured for a wild amount of people that you would never even come into contact in life anyway, you know? So I just, I think there's such an importance of like of self that um, I get to really just kind of encourage people to find, especially since like, again, I'm alone all the time. Um, I would like to find a partner and all those kind of things. Um, but there's such an, like, I'm the only person in here. You're the only person in there. You know what I mean? Like, I know when you have people to live for, especially babies and especially partners and all that stuff, I I understand, you know, where those lines get crossed and and it's not just you, but it it really is like, you're the only one in there. It's so, you know, yeah. And it's so easy for people to like be so hard on themselves or to not make any time or space, like for our own bodies and our own self, because we think, Oh, we have to give everything away or we have to. um, And even sometimes when we're not even giving everything away, (laughs) we're just like, we forget that we are the only, you know, we forget that we are, we're like, it's a gift to be yourself. <laughs> it's a gift that you were born into this body and you're in ch- charge of it and you get to take care of it. Yeah. And so I'm, I feel like I'm very proud of those things. Um, and, and all of those realms, past, present and future of just, um, where I've came from and where I'm at and where I'm going and just the amount of work that I've put into my mental health. And as much as it's hard and as much as you look at other people and like, I can become so bitter so quickly when I'm around people who have just never even really tried, you know, or like, looked inward and not even in a rude way. It's just, they're not there yet. Right. And whatever that, that timeline is to, to, to do that and to spend that kind of time, or maybe they just haven't had the luxury and it's, they've never had a moment to think about themselves ever. And and that to me is very disheartening. And I wish that that could change for, for them and whatever their circumstances. But I think that that's something that I'm very proud of and something that I want to continue to, to work through and also allow other people into, um, and to kind of figure out. So, I don't know, but that's just something that I really care about lately and, and something that I want to continue to, to grow. Love all of your posts, but I especially love your fitness posts. Thank you. Because I fall into that constantly. It's just like, oh, but I have to do this. Mm-hmm. I actually really like going to the gym, although I did read today 
I don't want to be the bearer <laughs> of bad news. But I did Ooh. read that runners age faster. Yeah. Every pound of the pavement, your like flesh is just flopping around. So now I have one more reason not to run. I hate running. Oh, never. Oh. We can get rid of that, though. I like yeah. walking at That's a true. slow pace. <laughs> running is a very unrealistic fitness goal anyway. Yeah. No, I agree. When was the last time you? When was the last time you ran from something? No, well. I was worried we were going to have to run from wild boars in Italy, but they didn't even show up. So never, <laughs> never. <laughs> show up. Exactly. All that training we did. Even in a primal scenario, you didn't have to run. <laughs> no. So you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I I love that. I love that runners are sagging, <laughs> but I also they are good for them though. I mean, they're benefiting in other ways in their hearts and souls. But think about CrossFit. CrossFit. My husband did it for a while, think and it's like CrossFit. CrossFit is all high impact. Dangerous. They're getting like crazy. They're running in place yeah. for hours. <laughs> crazy test results. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I yeah. think it's the it's the slow and steady. Yeah, gentle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm too tall for that mm -hmm. shit. Like I'm a, like a giraffe. I feel like part of me will just snap every <laughs> second. My neck is going to go. My ankle, like I just can't, you know. I totally get that. But yeah, Chandra, I love like what you said. And it, it literally is just the conversation. Like it's just rewording the conversation that you have with your head. Yeah. And you got to apply that to obviously anything like food. Like, yeah. yeah, like we all want sugar and sweets and like all the things. And of course I want a convenient meal that, takes me five minutes at a drive through and all those things but like none of that stuff's good for my body you know what I mean like or my skin or my attitude or anything so it's like you get to fuel your body with something that's going to take care of you you know opposed to I can't eat this and I want it so bad no you just you you get to make the other decision and fuel your body you know like everything just kind of is an opportunity and I would not consider myself an optimist at all you guys but I'm just saying and the fact that you're investing in your future so <laughs> yeah. maturely and like generously makes you sound like an optimist, mm -hmm. but you don't have to be if you don't want to be. <laughs> no, you also do find four leaf clovers easily. So yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. It's a choline thing. My grandma was choline. Um, and so I'm, I'm Allie choline and she could find them anywhere. Aww. She could find them anywhere. And for some reason I can find them anywhere. I love four that. leaf clovers are a big theme in this book, my book, in my next book that's coming out. So yeah, I love that. I know we'll have to do like a four leaf clover finding um, promo. <laughs> we can tutorial. do it. <laughs> <A> tutorial, <laughs> like like it'll be like you have a metal detector, but it's just Allie being like, oh, it's my inner <laughs> radar leading me. I like that. Content. I like that a lot. It's content. Yeah. So, okay, so we usually ask guests what advice uh, they have for other band wives, like tips, tricks, encouragement. Um, but in your case, you're on the road. And uh, like, what have you learned about managing life and relationships um, and partnership while you're traveling, perhaps with somebody who's also traveling or not? Do you have any feedback for us? So I have a really interesting, I feel like, perspective on this in the sense of, um, so I, I, I was married, fun fact, um, I'm not anymore, but that was also before I started doing band stuff. So I didn't so much have that to negotiate, like that to navigate 
while um, during my marriage. Um, we actually, my ex-husband and I always traveled together and um, he just kind of would find jobs to where he was always available on the road that he could work remote just so he could be with me. Also, since I have narcolepsy, I couldn't drive anywhere by myself. So he would have to take me everywhere. So all of that to say, um, navigated all of that with a partner on the road 24 seven. Um, and that was very interesting, but I think the perspective for me, that's always so wild is, um, it's very hard to find females in this industry, um, that can be of support on the road. Right. So there's not a lot of female, just guitar players and like drummers and that kind of stuff. And if they are, they can also sing and they chose the artist route, you know? So all that to say, it's always me and a bunch of men and, farther than that, it's always me and a bunch of what I've experienced is I've always traveled with older bandmates who are married and have kids. And it's always, they're not only a representation of me on the road, but also like I represent their wives on the road, you know, and I represent their partners and I represent their families. And I feel like that's been a really interesting thing to juggle that I honestly held on to too tight for, for a long time. So I would take my bandmates on the road and <clears throat> you know, situations would happen that they didn't even do anything wrong, you know, but it just wasn't a way that I would think that you would think they wouldn't have handled the situation that way if their family was there with yeah. them. And I think for a very long time, I, I tried to control that for a long time, opposed to just being like, hey, you don't represent your family or me well on the road. Have a good time. We're not going to travel together any longer. Um, but I think that that's been a very interesting dynamic is the band wives and me on the road. Um, and some of them have really trusted me. And some of them have completely resented me and they don't trust me at all. And I think that that's something that I'm going to have to continue to navigate as well. But I guess my whole thing is there's something on every side. So I can only imagine what it feels like to be the bandwife at home and not get to travel and not get to be a part of things and also wonder what kind of woman is just all over the guitar player tonight? You know what I mean? And those kinds of things. But also with that said, there's also just the other perspective of there is nothing like being around people that know you. Nothing at all. And if there was ever any reassurance that I could give the people that stay home is you are all we think about when we are not home. Like there's, because it doesn't matter who thinks that Ali Colleen is the hottest thing on the planet or the sexiest thing or the most interesting thing or whatever they don't wake up with me. You know what I mean? They don't know what I'm like when I am not in full stage mode and full artist mode and everything. It's not that rad. I'm a normal person. I'm very insecure. You know, I, I do all those things. So it's like, there's nothing like having somebody who knows you, like a partner who knows you and also chose to be there because anybody wants to be with a superstar or somebody who's successful, but that's also because they don't know what they come with. You know what I mean? They just know the highlight reel and how cool would it be to be beside that or to represent that or to share that name or any of those things. When in reality, it's like, there's nothing like being around people who chose you and like you, you, not just like what you represent. And I think that that's something that I just had to lean into is just allowing people to choose me and also not feeding into the people who want to be a part of something that actually they don't, they don't know anything about it. They don't know anything about me. They wouldn't like me at breakfast. Mm -hmm. They just like me at the show, you know? And I think that's something that's been really hard to navigate that I'm still trying to um, and figure out. So it's just a weird world. That was a lot of great insight. I just got goosebumps. Thank you. No, that's, I, I just feel like we've talked to a few other women on the road 
who have said some of the similar sentiments about like whether they're loved or hated by the, you know, or, you know, not to be so polarized, but like, you know, whether they're accepted or kind of rejected or there's cold or hot, you know, like kind feelings, but no one had ever said what you said about, you know, they're thinking, but it really everyone's thinking about that person who really chooses them day in and day out. And that's really sweet to hear out loud. It's, you know, (laughs) there's nothing like it. And so it's very cool. So I think that there's a lot of letting go on that side. You know, I have had, um, partners that do the same thing as I do and it can be so overwhelming, obviously, you know, like reading the comments and reading, you know, how much they're adored and all that stuff. And especially when they also see you at breakfast, you know what I mean? If all they're seeing is this woman's profile picture, I'm interested too. (laughs) Hey, how are you doing? You know, and so I think that, I think that there's always room for insecurity and all that stuff to just be valid and to be what it is. But I think you leave it where you felt it. You know, I think you breathe it in and then you just, you do it because you can't, you can't get rid of that stuff. That's incredibly, I can't imagine anyone expecting themselves to just never feel like that. I don't know how that if you do put it in a bottle and give it to me I will take it every single day oh my god there's your, tic- there's your yeah. tiktok yeah, with it. a million followers yes. yeah I think that it's so important too to just separate that world of the artist and how they are seen by everybody else and then just the person that you chose as a partner or the person that chose you as a partner um and just how important that is just like Raleigh as an intention like two people choosing each other like if it's right, there isn't actually really that many things that are going to get in the middle of it. And if it isn't right, God, maybe it hurts, but you know what I mean? It did you a favor. Yeah. I think you also brought up a really interesting point about feeling um, like you need to sort of babysit the people who you're affiliated with and like, feel a responsibility, I guess, to like the partners or, you know, and I think that that's something that, that everybody like in those scenarios shares, even just like the, um, affiliation with somebody who has like a bad vibe sometimes just feels like it's going to sink the whole ship. And you like constantly have to remind yourself like this isn't representative of who I am or like what this is about. This is not the camp. This is like a bad egg or like not even a bad egg but somebody who's got a different life path right you just a misplaced egg you in the wrong expired it's a little expired yeah (laughs) yeah and i think i think too it's 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 so interesting because you're not gonna remember the guitar player's name you know it's gonna be ali colleen's guitar player gonna be ali colleen's bass player it's gonna be you know that kind of thing and i think that that was really hard for me to navigate the first time I experienced it because like as much as that might be what the narrative is, my guitar player is a real person. You know, yeah. he has a name, he's a human and he has a, a whole thing and this whole situation is going to affect them way more than it's going to affect me. And so I think, because it's going to affect my pride, but other than that, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, that's really it. And so I think that that's been a really interesting thing um, to navigate that I think that sometimes people just don't have a reason to have a perspective on. But I think that that's really interesting because obviously we're women too, right? I'm always like, I'm always going to pick your wife over you. Yeah. Amen. That's what we do. Like we stick together. But also 
I think there's just a lot of things too with that that I've realized just isn't. It's just not my place or my responsibility. Yeah, that's you know. It. And the only yeah. thing, the only say I actually have is is like you said, you there's another carton for you out there, my guy. Mm -hmm. You can go take your little little egg butt somewhere else, but not in, <laughs> another carton. Not in my. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. I mean, that's a whole podcast there. Just thinking about the you know being on the road with a bunch of men, the dynamic, the situations that you've been in. I'm sure our daily, but we're not going to do that right now. <laughs> we're going to ask you our most favorite question. Brace yourself. I'm so happy you have to ask it this time, Mish. <laughs> I know. So. I'm really excited for the answer. We've got a really good answer for this last question. It was deep, it's insightful. And so now we're really throwing you the curveball. What do you know to be true about yourself, the world, and the universe? Who wrote that question? <laughs> I don't know. It was a collaboration, <laughs> but it's <intense. laughs> um nothing actually. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. fine. <laughs> no, I as soon as I do, it changes. It is different. It is whatever. But I think just going back to what we touched on earlier about I, the only thing that I do know to be true is that I am the only person in here, and that I, I mean, I am the only thing that I have control over. I do not have control over other people. I used to think that if I loved somebody enough and if I wanted them in my life bad enough that I could teach them how to be there, right? Or I could mold them into that version of themselves that fits in my life. And it's like, we don't get to do that. You literally just get to accept people as they are and deal with those consequences or again, roll your little egg butt somewhere else. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be here. Like we don't have a place to control other people. We can just love them as they are. And obviously encourage them right to grow and do that kind of thing. But I think that's a really big one for me that I've settled on to be true is just, it's just me, you know, I'm the only person in here. And I think that thing that they say is so true about how people treat you has absolutely nothing to do with you. You know, it's everything to do with them. And I always looked at that as a way to, I think, excuse my own behavior and, and put things on other people. But when you flip that coin and you really settle into um, the way that I treat people has absolutely nothing to do with them. You're going to learn a lot about yourself because <laughs> I thought that my actions were inspired by somebody else half the time, right? Especially when I got mad or when I got offended or when I got disrespected, I always thought, well, if they wouldn't have done this, I wouldn't have done this, but everything, the only thing that you have in life is your reaction. That's it. Right. We don't have control over what happens to us. We don't have control of where we come from or what family we're born into or what genetics we have or our preferences or any of those things. But that reaction and how you deal with it, that's that's you. That's all you. And you can blame other people for it or you can be inspired by other people for it. But at the end of the day, like you're the only one in here. And like there's something very important about that. And also very. Um, what's the word like we're like you have a responsibility as a human to be responsible for yourself. Yeah. Everything else, I don't have a fucking clue. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Oh. <laughs> I don't ah, preach. You gave a good answer. Yeah, that, that was, was really yeah. good. Very strong. <laughs> Accountability. You. you know, and it's wild sometimes when you think about how we're all facing, obviously, very different scenarios too, different starting points and different backgrounds and different levels of privilege, whatever it is. But something as simple as like getting cut off in traffic, which we've all experienced. And it's mm -hmm. like the way that we internalize or don't, 
that scenario. Right. It's like, it's enlightening in a way. And also it just makes everything that much more confusing because you're right. Are you mad that you got cut off in traffic or are you mad about the meeting that you had yesterday that you, you know, you didn't speak when you were supposed to, and you're still carrying whatever you got upset yeah. about. Right. Or, or have you actually realized it's 5 PM and you haven't eaten today? Yeah. You know what I mean? What is it? <laughs> it's so hard to we're all a mess. We're jumbled. <laughs> also, it could have nothing to do with anything other than the freaking chemical that your brain just decided to release. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ugh, that's disgusting. Especially when you're like, do I love this person? Or does my brain just like have some dopamine here? This is actually an unsafe situation. We like that. <laughs> what? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So I get it why people don't ever look inside, right? And look only outward and like that's how they live. And I w I'm very envious of those people honestly a little bit but also i'm not because again i'm very proud of, of all the work and, and and also i enjoy spending time with people like you guys who do the same thing oh. they just put that little extra work in to just you know be like aware yeah i hear you say like you know envious of those people but i i think that it to a, to a certain extent once you refuse to look inward and everything's projection or everything's like you know, you're kind of blaming someone for victimhood or something, then I feel like you're actually like just digging, you know, constantly for until you get to a point in your 40s or 50s, and then you're like, maybe trapped. Well, because you're right, because there really isn't ever an answer for them, not a real one. You know what I mean? Like not one that that they can actually do anything about. And I think that's the other spooky thing about it too, is if everything is outward, everything that you're running into is stuff that you can't control. I think it is much cooler to know that everything that I'm running into and dealing with at least it's in at least it's in my control and I can choose what to do about it. Yeah. But other the demise of everyone else's mental health, I feel like, and how they treat you. And that's 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 spooky. But there's mm -hmm. a lot of freedom. It's hard though for a lot of people to like let go of trying to control people. It's hard for me uh, as a mom of three, especially because you're kind of like trying to raise people up, you know, but to just say all I control is how I respond. So someone could be the worst person in the world to me or treat me terribly and I can't overly worry or overly control it. I can just know that I'm trusting myself to respond. There's freedom right. in that. There is a lot of freedom in it. And I think it's very challenging, but like in the best way, like in the best way. And I think that it's, it's such a cool way to grow. And I think such a cool thing. Um, my parents were amazing and are amazing. Um, and they did the best job that they could have done. Um, but sometimes I wonder like just what that generation would have been like if they had that leisure yeah. to, to really be asked some questions. We talk about that a lot. A yeah. lot. Yeah. <laughs> I... We just we wrote a song last week and it's called Smoking Section. And we decided to make it more of like um growing up in the sixties just because I felt like that cushioned listeners a little bit. Cause right, because you can't you can't write songs and tell people that they're wrong. You can't do that, you guys. So I was like, I feel like the 60s is a perfect timeline for this to where they experienced it and they're still around, but also it's different. And it's just like growing up with secondhand smoke in the smoking section. And it's just about like those family traumas that are just passed down just because everyone's bleeding on each other all the time and they yeah. don't even know. And I love my parents. I have amazing parents, but I do always wonder um, if just what life would look like if they had that luxury to really kind of look in and, and you know, have those conversations opposed to just having to be right all the time yep. and doing everything.
right all the time and all that stuff. Yeah. Because I told you so, yeah. you know, that sort of like. Right. And a defensiveness. I, I mean a defensiveness <laughs> often. Mm-hmm. And I think that's yeah. that fear yeah. of being wrong or like you didn't know what you were doing and you can't admit it right. because of the the generation. Yeah. They really did the best that they could with what they were given, which was somebody who said, this is just the way it is. And sorry, but you're gonna have to suck it up and deal. And like, you know, that they didn't have time for like self-awareness and they're figuring it out now, like in their, in their golden years and, and trying to like make sense of it all. And right. I, I empathize with that. And how weird, I can't imagine, I think about this a lot because we hear terms all the time, right? Like depression and anxiety and all those things. And when you don't, associate yourself with those things I feel like they feel like a really big thing that I, like all that to say I feel like even my grandparents and my parents now have realized like they've also been depressed their whole lives you know it wasn't this wild thing that just makes your mascara run 24 7 and you're in bed eating ice cream it's like no you've actually navigated your whole life without any help yeah. or conversation about the depression that you have had yeah. and I that that is so wild and I do love that again about our generation that like we all acknowledge that those aren't things that some people have is something that all of us have on just different levels and like it's something to be navigated you know and and again like given life to opposed to just like some people out there are depressed they at least you're not depressed it's like you are I am yes I am yeah. Or to feel like it, like that, like justification and being like, well, I was depressed and I just sucked it up. And I'm like, you shouldn't have had to do that. You know? Yes. We should all suffer less. Yes. (sighs) The people that are just still waiting on apologies that they're never going to get. Yeah. Yeah. This kills me because they deserve it. Like you deserve to be seen, known and acknowledged that you have had crippling OCD your whole life and no one ever knew it. And they just told you to stop moving the way that you're moving. You know what I mean? Like you deserve a moment in time and space to be acknowledged for that. Yep. You do not get to look at other people who have the opportunity to be helped with it, you know, and be resentful of that. Like yeah. that's not, that's not fair. That's not kind. Um, and it's just so wild, but I, I am very grateful to be, in the generation that I'm in. And and I know we, we have our things and stuff that we have to deal with. And my grandparents didn't have to navigate TikTok or content, <laughs> but you know. They were still needle pointing though, for yeah, sure. Yeah. And yeah. maybe like rhinestoning. Yeah, they are. <laughs> that's the yeah. thing that's bringing it through all generations. We're all just here trying to knit, trying to do we're something crafty. Yeah. <laughs> the medicine has been the same since day one. So you know? true. Uh, well, speaking of medicine, what are you binge watching or reading or listening to right now, which is its own form of medicine entirely? <laughs> and I just want to take a quick aside and tell you that I've been listening to Honest Man. Ah, oh, thank you. Your voice is so incredibly beautiful. Thank you. Like it blows my mind. And then I'm like, I know this person. I met her like in a person. <laughs> and then like this is what she sounds like it's remarkable it's unbelievable i love the premise of the song misha i don't know if if you know uh like lyrically the song is about 
a woman proposing to a man. Oh, that's a nice premise. I'm going to, I feel like I haven't done my homework. Don't call me out. I'm going to go listen. I'm going to go put it on my Apple music. <laughs> oh, that's okay. There's a huge world of music that you guys haven't are exposed to. I didn't expect you to find me. Oh, I'm um, finding you. We'll also add this name to your list because it's, it's weird and it's wonky, but it's my thing. Um, so my most recent artist that I'm kind of binging on, his name's Diggy Graves. Okay. Um, he wears a Jason mask and he does whatever the music is that I love so much. It's not screamo and it's not metal and it's not anything like that. I don't know if you're familiar with Corpse or not, but Corpse does the same kind of music. I can't even really explain it, but go listen to it. Um, and only because it's my entire gym playlist. Like that's mm-hmm. what I want to do all day. So Diggy Graves is my artist that I'm kind of like binging right now. I don't binge TV shows. I watch the same movie over <laughs> and over. What is it? Um, it's Princess and the Frog. So my fire. <laughs> oh. I'm a Disney. Kid. Yeah. I know I love horror and all that stuff, but I am a Disney. Yeah. Like that's my. Um, and then I just finished reading uh, Psycho, the one that the Bates Motel Netflix uh-huh. series or whatever was about. I just read that book. I, I, haven't read I can't tell you guys in how long I know I was never a reader but just as of recently I was like this is something I feel like I can't do so I'm gonna do it because again like I have narcolepsy it takes me four hours to read a page because I keep waking up and it's really frustrating but um I have found uh just some comfort in like reading in the gym or even just like when my medication freaks me out and I can't sleep that I've started reading so I just read Psycho it's spooky but yep I remember watching the movie the first time at like sleepover. It was probably like nine, you know, what they let us do in the nineties. And just like, I still remember the, well, it's cause I can't forget horror movies, but I still remember that. I was going to say, are we in shower, the yes, moment? The shower curtain moment. I've never seen it. And I haven't seen whatever the Netflix thing was that they did that I think goes back in time, maybe right. To explain okay. like him growing up. Maybe, I don't know, but I've never seen it and I've never, whatever. I just saw it in like the horror section and it's a little small paperback. And I was like, this is perfect. Let's go. Was it, who wrote it? Was it pre like before the movie or was it like novelized version of the film? Tell me more. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know who wrote it. I'm literally not never been looked the cover i know it's a new print as far as the thing goes because the cover looks like very similar to um the netflix thing but i know that it is like the traditional psycho like it is like that's what the narrative is and that's what the story is um but i really liked it robert block blotch block blotch this guy oh okay it was really good do you ever listen to like audiobooks i I had to do, I had to drive. Um, I just got in a situation where I, what the Southwest shut down, like all like it does when, you know, it just feels like it. And I had to get home. And um, was it over Christmas? Uh-huh. And I had to drive nine hours and I'm not supposed to drive over 20 minutes. And I had nine hours and I was like, I don't even know what else to do. I'm going to do it. You bet your ass. I listened to an erotica audiobook. <laughs> Stayed awake for nine straight hours. I didn't even need to stop other than gas. I was in it. I was ready to go. So I have recently fallen in love with um, audiobooks and especially. What was it? Do tell. Can you remember? I hate the reader, though. I'm like, you didn't have to read it like that. You hate when you hate the reader. Yeah. You just, it's like I'm enjoying it, but I'm also cringing the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was awesome. Okay. I'm really excited about this one. Because we all want to know what your theme song would be. 
Okay, so it makes me think of two things. One, it makes me think of something that plays every time I walk in the room, right? Like it's the one, like the like. So I mine would be the Michael Myers thing. Like that would play every time I walk in the room. Okay. And then the other answer, which I assume is the more appropriate answer to what you guys are asking, um, what is it called? It's the Goofy movie song. Either eye to eye or stand out. Either of the two, the two big power line songs in the Goofy movie. That would be. I love the juxtaposition so, of these, this music. Uh, again, I literally, I have before played Disney movies while, again, watching a horror film muted. So, oh God. Mm-hmm. Oh if you've ever wondered what a psychopath actually looks like, it's... it's no, you're just well-rounded. It's like a this orb, is, so you have all yeah. sides. I know what works for me. That's it. What's your... Right, so, wait, Chandra, she asked what our theme songs were, but I can't remember... Adam said mine was uh, witchy woman. <laughs> okay, but no, it was uh, it was like from rumors, you know. I don't know. It was... I think mine was wildflower from Tom. Oh, by Tom I think mine was go your own way. Feels right. <laughs> like why don't you fill me up, Buttercup baby? Just to oh, let that's... yeah, that might be mine. That's like my. That's literally just serotonin. Yeah. That song is yeah. the best. Is the best. That and like September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's just there. The boy, yeah, we were just listening to that the other day. Kids mm-hmm. wanted it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much good music in the world. It's like, how do you even pick anything? Yeah. I love those questions when they're paired with something, right? So, like, what is your absolute favorite song to party to? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's your absolute favorite like campfire song? Okay, rad. Cool. Yeah, that's like, smart. I like those. What's your favorite campfire song? campfire songs gotta be sad so for me it would probably be like don't close your eyes by keith whitley Mm -hmm. or maybe the cowboy song i don't know anything sad would be a good campfire song for me or something sweet but like james taylor where it still kind of sounds sad but it's not yeah Mm -hmm. james taylor for me is the sweet spot of most angles (laughs) it's intersection yeah Mm -hmm. when i was married my um my dad and daughter dance song was um how sweet oh. it is to be loved by you by james like oh it's the great and and like james taylor i like that he has sorry i'm, I'm now see Nisha, <laughs> I need you here maybe i'm you, like last question yeah ali's got to go to bed i don't know what no you're earlier you're earlier than us i don't have to, you guys do i'm here for it i don't have to go back through any of this or edit it or cut it up or make it make sense like i'm i'm good every time we start one of these i'm like okay i'm gonna just like keep my shit together i'm gonna find the train i'm gonna stay on the thread stay in the caboose and then i like (laughs) um anyway whatever james taylor is very diverse he's been through some shit and we love him all right and i'm moving on he also does really weird youtube videos like he'll teach you like a mousetrap on like little like weird diy stuff Came home one day and my dad was making what looked like one of those science catapults out of mousetrap. And I go, what are you doing? And he goes, if James Taylor's going to teach you something, you listen. And that's it. That's all he said. That was the only context. I thought he was on a Zoom with James Taylor. I was like, what are we doing? <gasps> nope. Just check James Taylor on YouTube, you guys. He's, he's got are you talking like stuff. a Rube Goldberg contraption? Like, is that like what is happening? That is that what you're <laughs> <laughs> I what it looks like. Now this was, I was in like middle school, so I'm hoping they're still up, but there was a point in time when James Taylor had like DIY tutorials on YouTube. Oh, <laughs> can't believe. Check it out. That's Check not it out. common knowledge. Well, guess I'm not <laughs> sleeping tonight. 
that's what I know about the universe is that at one point in time, DIY videos. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Well, to the end of the road. <laughs> okay. Last question. What is a small thing or guilty pleasure that you look forward to when you are on the road? Um, sleeping, but I, that's something I feel the same way about <laughs> at home, but um, we just recently got to where we get to have a bus and like sleeping in a bus to me is there's nothing better. Like, Oh my gosh. So I think that's my thing is knowing that um, like, I get to go crawl in that bunk and like shut my curtain and like no one gets to come mess with me and I get to sleep on that butt. Like that's my thing. The bus will just rock a bye baby you to sleep. Dark <laughs> coffin that's moving. It's so nice. And like I get it if you're claustrophobic, how it'd be weird, but it's almost like as comforting as like a weighted blanket in the sense of like this is my space. Yes. Like this is it. Yeah, and you can open. You know, if you're claustrophobic, yeah. I wonder if it would help to open the curtain. Can you imagine if you came to my house and went to my bedroom and I just had like a little cube box yeah. that I got into <laughs> and it vibrated gently, like yeah. Like those bags that move for babies, but like it's a big exactly one. This. Actually, it's exactly the same as that. Oh my That's God. what the bus is. Yeah. Was, <laughs> it's called a water bed. And we should I don't we should Chandra's all have... been trying to sell these wa this water bed like coming back, like this I'm renaissance. Trying to bring it back. Yeah. I work for the waterbed lobby and <laughs> i isn't an when was the last time that you got on a waterbed though like, if you romanticize this guys okay. i date very old men you should know <laughs> <laughs> my dad had a waterbed i feel like you romanticized i think you're right a little bit guys like... there was nothing romantic about the waterbed <laughs> you just get in and like sink to the middle if i remember it's correctly. like hard plastic I it's really hard to like find a groove, but you know, sleeping is great. But if it had like, if it had like a wave, like here's the thing, we reinvent the waterbed, except it has a pump and then just sort of like throws a wave once in a while. So it's like you're floating in the beach, right? Okay. See? Kind of changing your I'm tune. Curious. And then maybe there's like a margarita dispenser on the side. I don't know. I'm, I'm like workshopping it, but. I'm confused. <laughs> All right. I'm interested. I'm in. Gives me personal affirmations also the bed just talks. it just like whispers yes. about that yes. it says you are enough <laughs> yeah. i love you the bed it completely are it's perfect this is self-care yeah <laughs> but i'm a light sleeper so i kind of wonder if the wave would come and i'd be like you know and i'd like wake up every hour i freaked out I mean, if you don't wake up on a tour bus when they literally are like i do i do i definitely <laughs> You know that moment know. where it's like, doo, 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 and you're like, oh, we're off the road. Okay, is this like a death moment? You know, moment? the driver is just like staring at his cell phone and smoking. And... Mm -hmm. Real life. Okay. I'm sound asleep. I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. We've learned a lot today. We've covered yeah. a lot of ground. Mm -hmm. Wow. That was our last question. I'm, I'm, in, I'm just tickled. I'm inspired. I'm intrigued. <laughs> it was wonderful. Thank you, guys. Thank you for making the time for me too. And I, again, I really enjoyed it. Oh, of course. I was looking at your tour dates to see if you're coming anywhere close by. But what about Charlotte? So what about Charlotte, North Carolina? That's a place for. Not on this, like not on this run so far. But 
hopefully I'll get summer posts. We switched agencies in December. And so like during that transition process, we lost out on a lot of opportunities Mm -hmm. for the year, you know? So um, we've got what we got, but hopefully we will make it around your guys' neck of the woods at some point. It's been a weird like readjustment period for tour too, where like everything's booked, everything's like buses are to everything's nuts. It's so hard to yeah. People right aren't now. sure if they want to go out mm-hmm. and like people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, what are we doing here, you guys? Yeah, no yeah, one knows. I know. I, I want to people. I'm ready. We're making this up as we go along. Yeah, I would love. We're doing. Yeah, we're doing I want to get together in Rhinestone. I really want to do that. Yeah. We should do a craft night. You know, we could even do like a Zoom craft yeah. night. We could do. I love. I yeah, like we could do cowboy boots. We could do um, baseball hats, t-shirts. Oh my god! You went from rhinestone by numbers to bedazzling. <laughs> Super bedazzling. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Oh, yeah. We could do tie dye. <laughs> we can do a lot. <laughs> I'm willing to take time away from the waterbed lobby to do this. <laughs> They're paying so. you so much, though. Oh, I know. <laughs> Breaking it in. All right. We need to let Allie oh, go right, now. Allie. I don't want to. to. It's been fun. I know. I know. Thank you guys, though, so much. I've enjoyed it. Absolutely. We will hopefully see you soon. And also, if, if nobody's told you, I'm very proud of you both. You're killing it. No one's told me. No one tells us. <laughs> well, the next person you see, you just punch mm. them in the mouth. I don't care. I don't That's care who sweet. It is. Actually, Lay we went to dinner and Chandra's husband said... I'm really proud of you guys. He did. And now you're the second person to say it. That's really sweet. Well, good. Well, <laughs> the I affirmations we need. Yeah. We're proud of you, too. I'm very proud of you. you. I can't wait to hear an honest fan. That's so good. You're going to be like, what is this angel? I already am. Seriously. I'm already saying that because this angel's right in front of me. And then you have to listen to halos and horns and get like the full uh, effect of how also not sweet okay. stuff can yeah, be. Yeah, I like that. The underbelly. Yes. A little well, salty. thank you guys again. I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. I really appreciate it. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye.